Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. I've got two members of the band called Soons with me in an alleyway. We're in the downtown east side, so this interview could get really, really interesting. Uh, my name is Joseph Yarmish. I play guitar and bass. My name's Max Henry. I play keyboards in the band. Hi, guys. So as we were walking to this interview, Joe, you were talking to someone about a double rainbow, and it was the cutest conversation ever. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Charlie. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. He's a four-year-old son of mine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it was his first double rainbow spotting, which are quite rare, I've heard. He told me that, and uh, he was pretty excited about it. So at the age of four, how do you experience music with him? Uh, you kind of just play a, a song and he usually tells you to turn it off. If it sounds kind of like a robot, he tends to dance to it. But other than that, he doesn't like it. <laughs> yeah. Max, would you ever babysit? Absolutely. Charlie's like the cutest and one of the brightest kids I, I've ever met. And, and Roscoe, too, is no slouch. He's the, Who's Roscoe? Who's Roscoe? Yeah, you know, like the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. Joe's other kid. Yeah. Roscoe. He's a kid. All right, how about we play a soon track? I'm going to play Paralyzer off your latest record, Hold Still. So, Max, why don't you tell me a little bit about this song before we hear it? Uh, Paralyzer, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I guess we, it's kind of a Massive Attack vibe on this tune. And uh, for those who don't know, what is Massive Attack? Massive Attack was uh, kind of a seminal trip hop band from, where were they from? From Bristol. Bristol. Bristol, just like the rest of them, 90s, very cool. Uh, we listened to a track that was kind of a reference as we were finding this tune in the studio. It was a Massive Attack song. Recently, we've discovered that not all members of the band actually like Massive Attack, but there you go. We all, we all like the song, this one, so. I want us to hear the song, but I kind of want to know who in, the, who in the band is a Massive Attack non-liker? I'll, 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 why don't you take a guess? And then, and then if, you, if you're right, I won't tell you. And if you're wrong, I also won't tell you. But you can, you can wager a guess if you like. It's a game I can't win. I love it.
back to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard the track Paralyzer off the record Hold slash Still by a band called Soons from Montreal. I have two of the members of the band here with me. I've got Max and I've got Joe. Joe, I would love you to tell me a little bit about this song. Paralyzer was a song that we had been working on for, I would say, two years. And it went through multiple arrangements, etc., to the point where we stopped playing it and gave up on it. And then... We sort of left it until we walked into the studio and the guy who made our record uh, helped us sort of find it um, in the studio. So it's one of those songs that uh, rarely does it happen for us, but it, it only worked out when we tried to record it. Otherwise, complete disaster. So I want to get to a lot of the stuff you sort of brought up a little bit later. But first, I would love to talk about a band having a song that they keep but can't get done and then leave it because that doesn't happen yeah. a lot well for us it does we we have like a bag full of them um honestly uh we recorded a lot of tracks uh, 17 or 18 songs for this album and uh uh and that we we did that almost for every record we've made so we we we, we have all these songs that we've kind of i don't know hopefully one day will come out but yeah that for us it happens like we just we try to road test a lot of songs uh, live before we record them, and uh, sometimes they just kind of get old before we even make it to the studio, so we, we kind of move on. Yeah. I don't know what other bands do, though. <laughs> I guess what I find interesting is the holding on to the songs and coming back to them. Yeah, I think we find that interesting, too. I mean, sometimes it takes a, a while for them to, like, brew and uh, um, ferment, almost, you know? and. Uh, which can be a nasty process that yields good stuff. Did you want to weigh in on that? What happens is you get a tune and uh, you're trying to work it, you end up playing it so many times that you become familiar with it. So anything that is a change from what you're familiar with is odd, it's like an uncanny thing. People don't like to change. So you end up just playing the same thing over and over again. That's why tunes tend to die. You know, that you just kind of, you, you can't think of anywhere to go. So that's why what was nice about revisiting it several months later was it was unfamiliar to us because we'd kind of forgotten about it and it was, gave us permission to change it. So I was reading an interview with Ben, your singer, that you guys took some time between records to work the new material like we've sort of been talking about and it gave you time to think about these songs. So what he was talking about is you guys went on tour and were working on the songs while on tour. Now I find this fascinating so I'd love you guys to talk about this process. Well, I mean, even once we put down a song, we've always been a very live band. And even when we put down a song in, in the studio, that's just one moment that that song exists for. At the songs that we have from the new record as we're playing them now are quite different already. And it's only been, you know, a few couple months. We have tunes, we kind of get them down basically in the rehearsal space and then we play them live and things slowly change every night. And if one of us does something that everyone else likes after, during a show, it would be like, yeah, that was, that was great, you know, keep doing that, maybe I can support it with something else. And the, the songs continue to evolve that way. So let's get specific then and talk about a song where somebody did something one night on stage and you were like, that was awesome, let's keep doing it. Oh, good question. Oh, that's, that's, I think uh, maybe an obvious one um, is a song called uh, Translate that is a song from 2007 <laughs> originally uh, and it's gone through a lot of uh, transformations but the beat as it is now came from Liam the drummer just he's like this is what I'm doing now and it's like 
craft work uh, not craft work but like canny like sort of kraut rock uh, beat and it just shifted the whole tune into this other dimension to where it is now and we recorded that song for every record uh, up until this one and it's the first time we put it out so it and it's, it's because it, it, it changed like especially the drums it gave it like a, a good energy whereas maybe before it was quite boring so I'm gonna play translate I'm gonna play the version off hold still the latest record but before we hear that how about you guys describe to me the most significant ways that this song was different when we listened to what was actually the final song that everybody loved enough to put out so they can be like oh okay yeah. well I don't know you know like we 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 don't, it's not that we love it enough to put it out now. It's it kind of arrived at a spot where it's all right, you know. I don't know. It's not like like one thing happened and we were like, ah, there it is. That's the tune. Because there's no end point for a song. You know, songs can keep changing until the end of time. Whether you're happy with it or not is up up to you. So I don't know. I, I it's I wish I could think of something where we kind of unlocked it like a key, but I can't think of anything. Well, I mean. Like if you really want to go deep and nerdy, uh, if you if you can find our first EP, which I think is on uh, um, Apple Music, there's a song on there called Optimist, and that technically is translate. And it's you you other than the lyrics being the same, you'd be like, okay, this is a different song. But that was the starting point, and it's gone through a couple steps to where it is now. And it's, it's essentially the melody is completely different of what everyone's playing, different chords and. Yeah, everything's different except for lyrics. But there's like, you know, five steps ahead of that, and then there's five steps ahead of that one, and then you arrive at Translate. Hence the name Translate. Ah, so that's where that came from. All right, so we're going to listen to Translate, but before, I'm going to clarify that if you want to hear the older version of the song, you want to listen to a song called Optimist off the first EP, which is Zero's QC? No, it's before that. It's called Zero's EP. All right, then. So now let's listen to the final, let's listen to the Translate version of the song. <laughs> the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Translate off the record Hold Still by Montreal band Soons. I've got two members of the band here with me. I have Max and Joe. We just heard Translate, the song that took eight years to finish in quotation marks. That's right. What a what a journey it's been. <laughs> You're a completely different man now. Yeah, I feel, uh, yeah, I, you know what, I'm like, I feel like we battled that song forever, so I'm happy we won. Mm-hmm. You know, it's out. I like that way of looking at it. All right. So, Hold Still, it's your first time working with an outside producer. 
I would love you guys to introduce the producer by his name and then tell us about one particular work he did that you really liked. Uh, well, his name is John Congleton. He's an incredibly talented uh, uh, musician and engineer and producer in Dallas, Texas, where we recorded with him. He worked on this Chicago band called Disappears. He worked on a bunch of their records. And all four of us, it's one of the bands that we all really do like and really like their records. And he got to really showcase his talents on that and do kind of what he wanted to do, which I guess is really and that and that band you know really recommended working with him so it, it pushed us over the edge and it made our decision quite easy to work with him and as we were discussing with him about maybe moving forward on a project he was working on the last swans record which is incredible and sounds really 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 good but he does such a breadth of, such a variety of things that and for people who don't know, Swans are a, a band from where are they from New York. New They've York. been around for a long time, at least since the 80s. Incredibly punishingly loud uh, these days. Very repetitive. Incredibly darkly poetic lyrics. Uh, Michael Gira is the lead singer. Really wonderful, seminal kind of I don't know post-punk I guess in a way band. Good. So Ben said that while working together that John encouraged you guys to be bold, sorry, he encouraged you to make bold and uncompromising decisions. And this was making you not smooth out the edges. So I'd love you to talk about one compromise that you could have made, but did not. Well, uh, there, there's definitely like, you know, a lot of the performances, especially on my end on guitar and stuff, aren't perfect. And I, I could see a lot of people not having them be on a record, but it's, we kind of were going for an overall vibe on a song rather than having every performance be perfect. It's more of like how we approach uh, playing live. So it, f it felt very natural to us when like we were, we knew when the song was kind of ready. Also on that note, uh, John kind of works really fast and he's so talent like skilled and talented that he can work really fast. So he encourages uh, you to not perfect things. Maybe because of the timing, but also because he just thinks like the more you overthink something, it's it gets worse or diluted. So he he really like reinstilled this almost like punk philosophy to recording records and almost not improv, but kind of trusting your first uh, instinct and just like moving on. And you you have no like option after that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agreed. I think it's a I think it's a wonderful philosophy. I've quoted him many times on this, and it's one of the most uh, useful things anyone's ever told me about being creative. Is try. The, don't be ashamed of your idea. Try it. As soon as it comes to your head, you know, you'd be a fool not to bring it up. Um, anything is worth pursuing for at least 10 minutes. And if you find you, that you're not getting anywhere in 10 minutes, move on to something else. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's time we listen to another student's track. I'm going to pick an older one. I'm going to play 2020 unless you guys want to veto me with your own choice. But it has to be a track off an older record. <laughs> no, that's a good one. 2020 is a great one. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about it as I bring up the music? Uh, it's got a descending uh, guitar slide line. It's 4-4 uh, four, four beat, uh, <laughs> F. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of like our. Uh, a lot of people uh, who are new to our band, who are listening to our band, it might be maybe the first track you've heard for, uh, from us. And uh, it's definitely our, one of our most popular songs. Uh, and you're about to hear why.
Welcome back to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard the track 2020 by a band called Soons, and that track is off their record, Image de Couture. I've got two members of the band here with me. We had Joe talk about it before we heard the track, so that means it's Max's turn. 2020s. Yeah, I mean, definitely, if that's the song that if you don't know anything about our band and you've heard one song, that'll, that will be it. It was in commercials, uh, it's been in TV shows, and they're such zombies, these people that put this stuff out, that as soon as one person gets it, everyone else wants to put it in a TV show. So it's been in a lot of stuff, which has been very nice for us. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's a cool it's a cool jam. We People like, like to hear it, and we like to play it. What was your favorite thing that this song has been in? Oh, I mean the Nike commercial with Kobe Bryant. Like, that's pretty cool, you yeah. All right, so guys, after the Vancouver show tonight, you're going to be driving down the road doing the West Coast. How does it work in the van? Does the person who drives get to pick the songs? Uh, that's how it should work on paper, right? But that's definitely not how it works, I guess. Uh, it's whoever, I don't know, whoever has, like, seized control, basically. It's like a very, like, alpha personality-based <laughs> system. You know what I mean? Like, you, you just take it and you do it. I don't know. Take it and do it. What do you think you will be listening to on the way down the coast? Oh man, what do you? Uh, we, we do some podcasts, but music-wise, uh, well, what do you think? What's new? What's cool? What's what's a yeah. cool thing to say? I don't. I'm trying to go like. I know that Liam is really into Lorenzo Senni right now. Is that right? Am I saying that name right? I think so. Yeah. yeah, I've got a couple of his records on my on my phone now. It's just really amazing stuff. Back in the day, we used to rock a lot of Paul McCartney. <laughs> we seriously, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean. And uh, we did an ACDC, we just did all, all the ACDC discography one tour. I mean, I, when we're on the West Coast, I like listening to Spiritualized. It's kind of appropriate. Um, but We're in an alley and it's very active. There's somebody wheeling a dolly by with nothing on it. Man, he's got to grease those wheels, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's got to do something. That was very, very loud. So anyways, you were talking about stuff you were listening to down the road. Yeah, Spiritualized is a good one. I don't know. Uh, but anything, James Taylor, we were just checking that out. Jazz. Jazz, a lot of jazz these days. We're listening to a lot of like, kind of Lee Connitz and Keith Jarrett, that kind of thing. Yeah. So a question from the audience. Do you want to share my thought? No, no, no. Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a good system. Is... I'm a bad interrupter, you know. Yeah. Uh, if you like hit, go to a city or something, like, and try to find, like, music that comes from that city maybe that's kind of interesting uh also you know like southern california do like yacht rock thing yeah because you're kind of like near the sunny like you know like marinas and all that stuff i was actually watching an interview with the two of you guys and they were asking you about music that you liked and you said that you guys have gone through many many phases because you're not new to music and you said that that might be why your music is so eclectic oh so my god that's yeah, wow, wow. So interesting, wow. I'm going to try to make it interesting. No, I'm joking, it, I'm joking. It made me think of this thought, though. Oh, yeah. I would love you guys to tell me about the last phase you were in, because you were talking about going through phases of music yeah. that you like, and I think everybody does that, yeah. and get hardcore nerdy about it. Mm. Oh, that's a good... Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know, what was the last phase? Like, I mean, I, honestly, I go through phases of not listening to music. <laughs> but like, but my, my jam now is, is jazz, and I think that I'm going deep into the ECM catalog, Keith Jarrett, kind of like European quartet, quintet, quartet, record called Personal Mountains. Keith Jarrett, really amazing. I, I think it's at the 80s or maybe late 70s. 
That would be my deep cut suggestion. Joe. Uh, just we're looking for deep cuts. Uh, oh, whatever, just aphasia in and. Um, I don't know. You know what? I, like I've actually been listening. My favorite record of the year is by Julia Holter, and uh, it's man, what's it called? It's like it's into the wilderness. I don't know the name. I'm bad at the title, but I've listened to that record maybe a hundred times, and it's her best record because she was. I don't know, her albums didn't seem to really gel for me before this one, and this one is like a really well-crafted um, record. Yeah, she plays piano, and she has like a, like a cool, like amazing band, a jazz drummer, jazz uh, bass player, and a, another like violist backup singer. And yeah, it's like, it's kind of, it's like almost like chambery, but there's jazz influence. It's like kind of like a, Joni Mitchell, like, you know what I mean? Like it on the surface, like if I was just to like name it, it's like not really what's cool, like in the music scene, I guess. But there's something about that record that I just kind of does has nothing to do with like any trends. It's kind of like she really just found herself on this record, and her singing's amazing, and her songwriting is like really, really good. Right? Like, you guys, you have a career making music. I don't think you need to worry about being cool. No, no, it's not that. But it's like I've like. I know like a lot of people, it's easy to dismiss kind of like certain things because they're not, you know, whatever. And even like for her, I was, it took me a while to get into her, which not, that is why I kind of like her. Cause uh, it, like, it, I don't know. I just like one day I was like, wow, this is amazing. I didn't, and I don't know why I didn't like it before. You know, it was kind of, I just maybe didn't think about it enough or something, but it just hit me one day. That was amazing. And just a word to that, the coolness comment, I, I, I feel like just to get the record out, you know, for anyone that's interested in be, being involved in the music industry or being in a band, whatever, the band is probably the least cool people in, in any given music industry type situation. Everyone else is way cooler than you. The audience is way cooler. The band, I mean, if you're still cool, if you're like, yeah, everyone else is cool. We're just, we're just, you know, chilling. Well, I'm going to politely disagree. I'm going to say the bands and the audience are both cool. <laughs> I think that's a great place to end it, guys. Thank you very much for spending some time with me in this very active alleyway. <laughs> um, at the end of the show, I usually let the band pick one track off the latest record. Uh, Brainwash, that's uh, that's uh, a little... That's mostly from the mind of uh, Ben Shemi, that song. Like, m- maybe the most on the record, I'd say. Yeah, it's like... Uh, that's like the biggest... Like, uh, it takes... Th- like the elements come from the farthest apart possible and then they they come together at the end it's like pretty guitar really quiet uh like sine wavy synth and you know something impend like doom is like pending ominous yeah it's yeah. this ominous cloud and then it, yeah we really push this like sort of dirty you know heavy beat thing in the studio and yeah it's kind of like the, it's like the most raw form of the philosophy of our band and, and like there is so it's always nice to witness people reacting to it
Joseph Yarmish from the band Soons, and uh, you are definitely listening to the best show called The Interview Show with Scott Wood. Oh, I don't know if I can top that. I think that's that's pretty decent. Do it. Oh. 
Hi, this is Max from the band Soons, and you are definitely listening to the interview show with Scott Wood.